comedians. Two fantasy football games. Only one can be crowned victorious. Welcome to Fantasy Fantasy Football Football Face-Off. Hello legends and welcome to episode 6 of Fantasy Football Face-Off, the podcast pitting two comedians against each other at their own fantasy football games. My name is Fitz and I'm joined by... Tom Glover. How are you doing Tom? Mate, you know that we are both absolutely <laughs> busy at the moment and it's nothing to do with football. <laughs> it really isn't. So um, as uh, eagle-eared listeners will know, last week we had um, what can only be described as technical difficulties, uh, which we really thought weren't going to kind of carry on into this week, but they have. And uh, a moment ago, I finally managed to make it work. We managed to make it work, I should say. And both of us literally celebrated like we just won FPL. <laughs> <laughs> I did nothing. I just sat here and I I was just berating Fitz, telling me he was pathetic. He's Very a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and no. eventually that tough love worked. And... I used the Mourinho tactic. I just thought I'm going to beat him down like Luke Shaw. And now you have risen <laughs> like a phoenix and you've scored in a European Championship oh, final. Honestly, How mate, does it feel? It feels incredible. I hope that we don't go on to lose to Italy on penalties. But uh, at the moment, I'm feeling bloody great, I've got to <laughs> say. So, uh, welcome. Welcome to, uh, as I say, another shambolic start. But we're delighted to be back with you. Uh, we will, of course, be talking FPL. We'll be talking Sky. And uh, we've got a couple of fantastic features as well, haven't we? As always, Fitz, let's hope our um, celebrity guests manage to join us this week. <laughs> we've been very lucky, I must say, considering we've only, we're only in episode six, to have uh, a regular contact with both Jack Grealish and, I mean, let's face it, the Rolls-Royce of Premier League managers, the one and only Sean Dyche. Well, considering our listenership is, is fairly low, it's nice that I'd say roughly... 10% of those listeners are involved in the premiership in some way. <laughs> exactly. And that is a record few FPL pods can match. So let's talk the weekend's football. It was, of course, game week three in both FPL and Sky. Uh, and, and there were some cracking games. What did, you, what, what did you make of the football before we get onto the fantasy side of things, Tom? Well, there were some cracking games. There's another 5 0. But as a Spurs fan, what I like to see is the routine 1 <laughs> 0 victory. That's what, we, that's what we like to do. Just get up there, of grind course. out a 1 0 result, yeah. climb ourselves to the top of the table. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a good weekend. A few uh, fantasy assets coming to the fore. A few people who you didn't expect to be assets maybe um, rearing their head. Mm. But um, yeah, as a Spurs fan, I, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic. I mean, we're top of the league, but it feels like that we shouldn't be there. I don't know what's happened. Um, we got a good win over City. Yeah, Wolves, yeah. we were lucky to get a result. Um, against Watford, they could have easily nicked something. I mean, we think we deserved it. But, mm. but yeah, we're, I, the jury's still out on how we're going to play and who's going to play. But um, I'm ha- I'm happy, especially with Arsenal at the other end of the table at the moment. It's not very often that you see uh, you clear with nine points and then bottom of the league with a minus nine goal difference. So I'm sure you're absolutely delighted to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice to see another team score a goal against us because we haven't had that this season yet. Um, it's just what it's like to be a Spurs fan. We, we're not very shambolic at the back. We don't just throw away leads at the end of every game. Um, this season so far yes this season so far this is the new this is the new normal as a Spurs fan maybe um, Maybe things have changed maybe maybe I I do recall roughly this time last year although certainly nearer Christmas you guys were were very very much kind of top of the league at Christmas I think if memory serves or certainly right up there Uh, didn't all end to plan I don't think it's fair to say I think it ended 
intended exactly to plan. <laughs> the exact plan we all knew was going to come to fruition as of soon course. as Mourinho joined the club. Very true. Very and true. Gets to the top and then make everybody hate him and then leave. Yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, I suppose probably the biggest news of the weekend uh, has got to be Friday afternoon slash Friday lunchtime. So on Thursday, uh, there was talk of Ronaldo going to City and I was working on Friday and I'm not joking. I went for my lunch at one o'clock and looking at Twitter, it was basically like he'd signed for City. All of my United fan mates were were absolutely gutted. And then I came back from my lunch and all of a sudden Fabrizio Romano tweets saying Man United are in for Ronaldo. And honestly, I had to stop and think for a moment uh, and it was unreal. And then by four o'clock that afternoon or 4.30, that was it. He was announced as a United player. And I don't know how I feel about it. We'll talk about him as an FPL asset, I'm sure. But yeah, I'm still, I've kind of got goosebumps just kind of thinking about it. It's very exciting. Yeah, I I'm, I love Ronaldo as a player and I, I'm i glad that he's going to be back in the Premier League and we're going to see him probably finishing his career over here now. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd like the romance of it, of, of the homecoming. It's like when Gareth Bale came back to us last season. Yeah. I mean, be careful what you wish for because it doesn't always <laughs> end up well. <laughs> no, exactly. And, you know, ultimately what was really interesting actually was I found myself on Friday afternoon as I was walking home. I was like, oh my God, I just want to listen to something. I want to listen to a podcast about it. And there was nothing. No, like I listened to kind of Guardian Football Weekly and Football Daily and all of that stuff. And, and there wasn't really anything. And so I was thinking, right, well, hopefully this time next year, the pod will be at a, a fantastic level where we can just do an impromptu record if something big like that happens. So maybe that's something to look forward to perhaps or, or maybe just listen back to the optimism in your voice that you have right now of Ronaldo <laughs> joining the club before he turns up and, and fails to score a single goal yet insisting to take every free kick and penalty and just ruins his legacy and everything he ever did is forgotten I would be very confident to bet you a fantasy football face-off tattoo that Ronaldo will definitely score a goal uh, I don't think I think maximum what, free. <laughs> I think what people have to realise is a his stats are still ridiculous. It was forty four or forty five goals in all competitions uh, for club and country last year. He's thirty five, thirty six years old now. So you know he's not the player he was. He's not going to be running down the wing here. Ronaldo sing Viva Ronaldo. What he is going to do, and his FPL kind of um, position and price has been revealed. He is going to be up top. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Cavani in terms of how they play together or when they play together or whether they play together. Yeah, lots to discuss on that on that front. But yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I certainly don't think he's going to score 40 goals this year, but I would, I would definitely bet that he'd get between 15 and 20. In all seriousness, I, yeah, I think he's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, he... He has adapted how he plays. He knows how to score goals. Yeah. I mean, he was still the golden boot winner in the Euros. Yeah, yeah. Um, he will be up the top. He's got Sancho one side of him, Greenwood the other side of him. They've got the pace. They've got the legs. Yeah. Bruno like worships him, stood behind him. Yeah. Like they're going to be feeding him nonstop, oh, and and he exciting. doesn't miss. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as a rival club, the worrying sight to see Ronaldo bearing down on you with that creativity behind him he's gonna get goals he will he will and I think that um you know from a from a United point of view there are concerns you know obviously he's he's a professional you know he's you've got players like Sancho Rashford 
at Greenwood, players who are younger and at the beginning of their career, the early stage of their career, and they're going to learn from Ronaldo, which I think can only be a good thing. Um, but yeah, whether we should have perhaps got Camavinga instead of Real Madrid getting him, that's a different question. I think that would have made a, a world of difference to our team. But anyway, we can I can bore you with my thoughts on United's need for a central de- <laughs> defensive midfielder another time. That is the signing you probably needed, but Ronaldo is the signing that your your heart wants, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, all the talk of, you know, Rio, um, Rio Rooney, um, Evra, Sir Alex, you know, all getting involved with it. I think it was obvious if he was going to come back to England, there was no way they could let him go back to City. And uh, it was interesting. I, I, I felt fine about it until Friday morning. I saw a tweet and someone said, oh, Rooney's come out and said, there's no way he'll go to City. And, and Rooney never has any lapses of judgment. And I, I did have to laugh <laughs> because then I was concerned. But um, but yeah, it's it's all good. Who, who knows what will happen? But certainly I think from an attacking point of view, we're... We look frightening. It's just we might have to win games eight six. <laughs> and if and if Ronaldo had looked after himself the way that Rooney had done and been a proper <laughs> professional, maybe now instead of returning to Manchester United, he could yeah. be player manager at Derby. So <laughs> could be. Ronaldo really needs to think about the way he's he's treated his body over the years. Life choices, of course. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, that was probably the big story, kind of pre FPL. But there were some interesting results, as I say. You touched on the City Arsenal. I mean, I would not like to be an Arsenal fan at the moment. They just look absolutely shocking. It's shambolic, really. I, I mean, I want them to keep hold of Arteta. Well, absolutely. <laughs> as as yeah, yeah. I think, obviously, they're going to turn it around at some point. They mm. haven't had a great start to the season fixtures-wise. Yeah. They had Brentford in the first game of the season. On paper, they're just been promoted, but mm. they're at home, first time in the Premier League, Friday yeah. night game. They were that always going to all... be up for that. Exactly. There's yeah. always a promoted team that beats someone they shouldn't in the opening game of the season and then they've had Chelsea and City after that Norwich um, at home in their next game I mean that is surely as close to a must win game as you you can imagine at at this stage yeah and I I think they will win it Norwich haven't looked great have they even Leicester beat them this weekend and Leicester have looked pretty awful and they're missing most of their defence yeah I'm not gloating too much as a Spurs fan because we've not looked amazing and I think that they have got good fixtures to turn it around after the international break so I think we'll be a lot closer to each other by the end of the season yeah I think you're right I'm, I'm sure they'll turn it around and if you are an Arsenal fan um, just please send a screenshot of the lineup, and we'll be happy to slate your team not a problem at all <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in terms of the other fixtures that we had there were some interesting results Liverpool, Chelsea did you manage to see over the weekend? Yeah well Liverpool, Chelsea actually that's the only game I got to see because nice. I've I've been gigging this weekend I've been gigging the last four nights and we gigged together on Saturday actually We did um, but before that gig because it was close to home I managed to watch the, the Liverpool-Chelsea game I think Chelsea looked the better of the two sides I mean yeah. it was an unlucky <laughs> red card mm. uh, that could have gone differently on, a, on another day but what was really impressive was the way that Chelsea then sort of sat back and defended from there it, did, yeah. it didn't look like Liverpool were ever going to open them up yeah, yeah even with 10 men and, and losing their right back who was so good in the, in the game previously um, 18 points didn't he get the um, the weekend before Reese James on, yeah. on a lot of people's radars myself included so mine as well yeah. and it, it's always so sweet when someone gets an 18 point haul and then the very next week they get sent off because it's all you deserve if you, if, you, if you made a better choice than me at the start of the season it's all yeah. you deserve to get that player sent I, off I don't know the stats but I bet a lot of people transferred him in for um, for that game week and then obviously he, he got sent off so I wouldn't say I'm, I'm gutted for you but equally it's what you deserve <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess the other kind of one that jumps out to me, obviously we'll jump into the FPL side of things in a moment, but obviously United managed to get a, some would say lucky win at Wolves. Uh, I watched the game and it was one of those where you kind of worried whether it was going to happen and another blank for Bruno. He is a very big conversation piece, I think, around what to do with your team. We'll we'll come on to that in just a moment. But twelve million is a lot of money, and you know, obviously, he had a brilliant opening day, but has had a couple of perhaps, well, certainly not from an FBL point perspective, not particularly good games. So um, it'd be interesting to see. But Mason Greenwood doing the business again. Which, to be honest, as a United fan, don't care who scores, how many we score or they score, as long as we win. Yeah, and but I think the Greenwood goal was quite fortunate. I mean, was it even on target? I don't know. Like it was, hundred oh, percent. It was put in by the Wolves keeper, and, and like you say, Wolves look great against you. They look, they've looked great in all three games. Like yeah, yeah. as a Wolves fan, despite the fact they've lost those games, mm. I'd be quite happy the way we're playing football at the moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, I wanted to go into Wolves a little bit for the, the upcoming fixtures they've got because they've got a great run of fixtures now yeah. after the international break, but. I'm just not sure what's happening with Jimenez yet. I, I wanted to see him score a goal, hopefully, in one of these first three, but he just doesn't quite look the player he was before. I think he'll get there. I know we don't kind of want to dwell on XG and stuff like that, but in terms of expected goals, I heard that Wolves are top um, for the chances that they've created. They should have scored more, you know, obviously more than City, uh, who are smashing it, but but certainly they shouldn't be in the position that they are. So They shouldn't they be, but that's because Jimenez isn't finishing the chances that maybe he once would. And obviously, Traore is on a lot of people's radar, but he's always been that player. He, yeah. he flatters to deceive. He gets into the brilliant positions. He looks brilliant running with the ball. He yeah. looks like unlike any other player. Yeah, but yeah. then he just can't finish. There were a couple, there. couple of incidents against United where there was one where I think it was Pogba and Fred near our box and he just walked through them. Yeah, and, not walked through you, powered well, through powered like through an them, Olympic yeah. sprinter. Just <laughs> exactly right. Ripped it up the pitch. An but, Olympic sprinter built like a brick house. Yeah. Um, and he looks really powerful, but as you say, it's that final ball that just kind of lets him down a little bit, perhaps. As a fantasy week, it just left me with more questions and answers, to be honest. Um, so, about how, how was your fantasy week? How did you do? Come on. So, I have to say, I was, um, I was reasonably pleased with my um, score. So, I ended on 65, which, you know, was above the average. I think the average was 54. Um, it's another green arrow. Um, so, I'm up to 200 and, uh, 241k overall. So, still way further back than I would like to be. But it's all about those green arrows at the moment. You know, if I keep getting the little wins, then it will propel me up the leagues. And highlights, I suppose, were captain choice. You know, I had an option of, well, obviously everyone in my team, but the two that I was thinking about, and certainly the one that I mentioned last week was Antonio. I went with Antonio, who got me 22 points, which was was amazing. You know, I, I was at work and had kind of flash score on and I was with a customer and I get the results on my watch and so I kept on <laughs> looking at my watch to the point the customer went am I keeping you and I was like um no there's football I, I won't bore you but I need Antonio to score <laughs> and then he did and I've lost another sale <laughs> um but yeah so I was I was pretty pleased really quite a few um non-performers I suppose Sanchez was two points ailing with two Shaw then got me six which was was good no bonus disappointingly for for seemingly nothing I would have taken that <laughs> Um, Kufal with one again I put Alexander-Arnold on the bench for that one um, because I was confident that Chelsea would score and didn't think that Palace would against West Ham but that's that's the way the cookie crumbles um, Mason Greenwood again that was a brilliant transfer I wish I'd 
not brought Harvey Barnes in for the opening game week, but you know, it is what it is. And um, every week, the importance of kind of the courage of your convictions. And, and with that one, I just went with it. And if it hadn't worked, I'd rather have Greenwood in my team. Uh, but you know, that's where we are. Um, and yes, Salah got me 10, Rafinha and Fernandez, nothing. Antonio um, Ings with a, an assist, I think he got. And the most feeble assist. <laughs> oh, uh, pathetic. I mean, I had Ings as well, and <laughs> yeah. I was glad for those points, but it, it wasn't really an assist but no. we'll take it absolutely yeah it wasn't quite as bad as last year I don't know if you remember I can't remember who we were playing at Old Trafford when Cavani scored from like 40 yards Fulham I think it was um, one of the first games back with, with some fans and uh, Bruno just kind of poked a toe out towards the ball didn't make any contact but FPL gave him an assist and I captained him so I was delighted yeah. with that um, and then Ivan Tony. Uh, Ivan Tony with his first return of the season. So, yeah, 65 all out. Got to be happy, really. You know, it's not, not where I want to be in terms of overall rank, but we've got the international break. I've got two free transfers to to mull over. And, yeah, I'm I'm reasonably pleased. How about yourself? Well done. Well, I'm, as you may have noticed, I'm, I'm slightly more... Um... <laughs> reserved than there have been more. in previous episodes it's because I had a, a sobering game week Fitz had a right. sobering game week it started not very well I had I had Dunk in the team who has really been disappointing because he's been playing out of position because Duffy's come in for 4 million and everyone's raving about Duffy but he, he's just <laughs> still in my boy Dunk's position so Dunk ended with one point I brought Livramento in to replace my sweet prince Simicas <laughs> <laughs> and he he should have had an assist. He he literally fed it to Gineppo, was it? Gineppo, yeah. Gineppo, yeah. literally like a yard from mm-hmm. goal. And he somehow missed it. Gareth no one... Southgate, um, sorry, uh, Paul Gascoigne, 96 vibes of just not yeah, quite Yeah, apart from enough. if Paul Gascoigne had just been stood directly in front of the goal <laughs> and didn't have to move, just had to just touch the ball <laughs> to get it into the back of the net. So yeah, Livermento only had the one. Yeah, Ben Rama only got two points. I hadn't captained Antonio. I had Antonio and I thought he's been slightly fortunate with the defences he's played mm. and... Crystal Palace looked a bit more organised at the back and I just didn't see them like steamroller in them like they had in previous games but they Antonio got a goal and assist and then everyone was raving about it on Twitter and I yes. thought I've made the wrong decision because I captained someone in, in on the Sunday yeah. so I ended the Saturday I, I've dropped out the top 1% at that point and that was my first experience of not being in the top 1% <laughs> in FPL I checked the, my live FPL rank and I, I are you okay hun? <laughs> I was in the top 2% and that is something that was hard to take for me knowing that I wasn't in that top 1% and people were coming to me for advice and I was shaken I didn't know what to say anymore um, because I was not the man I used to be but luckily on the Sunday I'd captain Son and Son got his goal and mm. he got 10 points so I, lucky goal I'm sure we can agree not a lucky goal he's <laughs> on set pieces which is why I've selected him Fitz all very right nice. it's an educated selection very nice okay it's not like getting Duffy just and luckily he's in because everyone got COVID and got injured no very right? true. I, I, chose, I don't have Duffy but <laughs> no maybe you do maybe you don't all I know is that I ended with 63 points so you beat me this week Fitz I did you beat me this week but with Son getting that little bit of a haul on the Sunday, it means that I am now ranked 26k again. So I'm where I was at the start, yeah. And I'm st- I'm back in that top one percent. Very where good. I think we can all agree I belong. And <laughs> um, we'll we'll see. And um, yeah, I mean the Son captaincy was a really interesting call. You know, you're very measured in terms of your kind of thinking process. And as you say, you knew that Kane wasn't going to be around for the first couple of games. Obviously, he got the goal against City, 
and uh, a great goal. It was a good goal, good good free kick, and it's just in that danger zone. You know, if he if he hadn't scored it, it was on target. Someone could have should have yeah, got a touch it would have on been it. an assist if it wasn't a goal. Yeah. Um, and he has looked good, but it is slightly concerning with Harry Kane coming back. I'm not sure where he's going to play. And that's what I said at the start about, I'm not sure as a Spurs fan, how we're going to play, who's going mm. to line up. And it's a bit of a worry, but Son always gets goals. It's just, it's just a matter of how he's going to play this season. Is he going to be out on the wing? Is he going to be right in behind Harry? Yes. Is Harry going to be delivering straight away? I'm not sure he will be. He always starts the season slowly anyway. And particularly this year, he's coming off the back of the Euros and the whole transfer saga. So I'm keeping him in the team for the foreseeable future anyway. So you've got Palace next um, and then obviously Chelsea and Arsenal. I suppose if anyone's going to do anything against Chelsea and Arsenal, Sonny's as good as anyone, right? Yeah, well, I just like his price point and I think he covers Kane for me. He's a premium without having quite the premium price. He's delivered for me so far and I just got, I've got other fires to fight in, in the team. Sonny's just going to keep in there ticking over. I don't intend to have Kane for the foreseeable future, so he will just... Being that, and on any given game day, he's going to outscore Kane. So it's a bit of a differential, and it worked for me this weekend. And um, yeah, I'm going to keep him there. Very nice. And I suppose, you know, having a midfielder as a captain is always a good shout because if they get a clean sheet, they get an extra point. And likewise, if they score, it's worth worth one more point as well. So very yeah, nice. Yeah, and, and that's what happened this weekend because Antonio got the goal and the assist, but Sonny's only got the goal, but he had the clean sheet point and he's got the extra point for being a midfielder, which is again where he may outscore Harry Kane because Harry mm. Kane's often will score the same amount of goals as Son in a game, but Son's going to do better because of the clean sheet. And the, and we, yeah. look, we look tighter at the back as well. This year. Obviously, we haven't conceded a goal well, yet. Well, yeah, yeah, quite. Um, are you thinking any kind of Spurs defensive assets moving forward? I just don't know who's mm. going to be in defence because obviously Romero's going to be there at some point, but he's yeah. just gone off to the internationals. So yeah. it won't be next week. Deadline day today, we've signed um, Emerson from Barcelona. Yeah. So Tanganga may be losing his place. Which would be a shame. Tanganga's looked one of your best players so far. Yeah, I love Tanganga. Um, since the moment he came into the team, he's always looked very assured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not the most exciting at attacking-wise, but he's got a good attitude and he is good defensively. And when you've got Aurea there in the past, just like Mate. it's a, a penalty waiting to happen in every yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Excellent. So we've discussed uh, our teams and who we captained. So was there anyone that surprised you this weekend, uh, FPL-wise? Yeah, um, well, Damari Gray, Everton, looks like yeah, a yeah. potential good option. In fact, I've been monitoring him the last couple of days and I had my finger over the button to bring him into my team and it's price rose overnight. Um, Harvey Barnes has surprised me as I've, I've hyped him up a few times mm. like in pre-season and in our more than mo feature yeah, I've yeah. never actually had him in my team but he's I thought he was going to deliver in that Norwich game and, and he didn't which I'm happy with because I haven't got him but I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't sort of hit the ground running a bit after his injury having a, having a tough start to the season but then I think Leicester are in general you know I don't think they've kind of settled um, obviously James Madison is too busy selling his Alice bands to be concentrating and a defence behind him as well they're like whoever's playing at left back uh, mm. Luke Thomas I think it was and then they've had Castagne's come back in now yeah, but yeah. He's, he's not had a settled sort of partner on that side to no, work no. with and he has been out of the game he just looked good in the community shield mm. and I just thought he was going to get back into the Premier League like he left it but yeah. um, no not yet I'm sure it will come but it, it hasn't yet and, and of course Torres as well at City I, yes. I like Torres as a player and 
we've seen him score hat tricks before. Like he mm. always has that in him, and he is a prospect as an FPL asset if he is going to play up top for City. They haven't signed anyone as far as I've seen today. No, so yeah, he's a definite real option going forward. He's a very interesting option actually, Torres, because as you say, he is um, seven million, probably gone up to seven point one or seven point two now. I haven't looked, but it's I can't remember. There was a podcast where they said, you know, at that price point you can almost risk it because if he doesn't play, then it's not like a, a Mares at 9 million, 9.5 million. Uh, it's not, you haven't got that much money on the bench, where as long as you've got a decent-ish bench, then yeah, Torres is an interesting one. Um, I was incredibly surprised and it was not expected at all with Crystal Palace as a whole. Um, Conor Gallagher scoring two, I mean, again, I'm not rushing to put him into my team, don't get me wrong, but I think he's at a really interesting price point. And it seemed to me, I only watched Match of the Day, but it seemed to me that most of what Palace were doing was kind of aiming to go through him. So, could be Yeah, I mean, I've heard that Match of the Day sort of painted him in a more attacking light than yeah. he actually was. And, yeah. But he's, he's a sort of box-to-box midfielder mm. and he sort of arrives late and gets in the end of things. But... Mm. He's just not very exciting as an option. I would, yeah, I'd, I'd really struggle to want to put him in my team. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of people I want to get in my team at the moment, and Conor yeah. Gallagher is probably not one of them. I do think I would be very, very happy and comfortable to go through an entire season without any Crystal Palace players in my squad whatsoever. Even if they've got a good run, I, I can't see, uh, unless, you know, those words will come back to bite me, but I, I can't see any Palace players joining, I, joining I just my ranks. Don't, I just don't think we've seen enough of, of anyone yet. Like, you can't really yeah, tell. Like, Palace looked terrible in in their opening game, but then mm. they looked all right at the weekend. Like, a lot of these teams haven't... Well, obviously, the transfer window's just closed. A lot of these teams aren't fully formed yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to have the international break. They're still not going to be ready because of people quarantining. Mm. So it's going to be six or seven game weeks, I think, before we've got a bit of an idea of who is who and where people are going to be fighting for relegation or fighting for top four, top six. I think you're right. Um, cool. So um, before we move on to our rankings and, and mini league leaders, which we're looking forward to updating you on, um, was there anyone who let you down in your, your FPL team? Yeah, well, as I said, Dunk is not really getting the returns that I was hoping he'd get. I want to be able to celebrate a goal from Dunk. Livramento, he didn't let me down. I liked the way he was playing. He's playing very high up the pitch and I started him because a lot of people didn't start him. They brought him in as bench fodder, but I really see him as an attacking fullback who's, who's going to get some sort of return at some mm. point and I want him in my team when he does yeah yeah uh, Ben Rama didn't return I'm not sure on Ben Rama I mean he's been in my team since the start and he's got me to where I am at the moment but I'm not sure he's going to keep on doing that he hasn't been posting huge numbers in terms of XG XA I put him in my fan team um by the way and obviously this week yeah didn't go well no. so um yeah I always plan to sort of take him out for Rafinha but mm. then I'll see how Rafinha is after this international break. I know he hasn't travelled, but it was his first call-up for Brazil. And is that going to affect him in any way? Yeah. And I'm not sure now if I'm going to have the budget because I have already made some transfers, but we'll, we'll go through that at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, looking at my team... Um... Josh Brownhill, you know, um, third on my bench. Um, I've, I'm kind of a bit let down with everyone who didn't do very well this week, but that's that's the nature of it. Certainly, the Leeds game. I know Burnley looked um, apparently quite good during that. It was a proper Northern game of football, but 
Uh, I really hoped it got to about 65 minutes before Burnley scored. And then, uh, of course, the one and only Chris Wood scored. Um, I'm sure we... As Sean uh, attested to, Sean Dyche, triple captain Chris Wood last week, as he attested to in his poem. What a legend. And he'd have been absolutely flying having seen that goal. He would have been. So, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I think, as we say, the international break will be interesting to see. You know, I'm certainly holding off on transfers and whatnot for as long as I can, because... You just don't know who will get injured. We shall see. Right, let's move on, Mr. Glover, to our rankings and uh, mini-league leaders. Okay, so thank you to everyone who has joined our league, our mini-league on FPL. It's the Fantasy Football Face-Off Cup, um, which is, I I don't know why I've called it that. I think it was was word count options. (laughs) Um, And we've got over 100 people in the mini-league now, which is brilliant. Uh, The rankings at the moment in first place is Jack Ladbrook, Ladbrook's Lads. Second place, Dan Prange. Dan Prange. Dan Prangey. Dan Prange. Mallow's Monsters. Third, Pete Bull. Top again. Not anymore, Pete Bull. You've dropped down to third. Unfortunate for you. In fourth place, Ewan Reedy. Ewan, Ewan Reedy. <laughs> Ewan Whose Army, his team is called. And in fifth place, a little-known FPO expert, Tom Glover with the FF Face-Off team. I did wonder why. Uh, I thought we would probably be doing top three and then you went to top four and then now it, now it becomes clear. Yeah, always do top five. Always do top five unless I have a bad game. We may do top 10, even 20. But nice. yeah, currently I'm in fifth place, mainly because I've said there's a prize and I want to make sure that I don't have to buy it. Well, it is. Um, it is very good to see so many people in 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 our league. Uh, we're very... are, you, are you in it, Fitz? Are you in the league? I've scrolled it down, <laughs> but I can't see your name. Yes. Is it page two or no? Twenty fourth position. Twenty fourth. Yeah. So I am uh, letting down literally the podcast. 20, oh, no. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally twenty points behind you. Twenty whole points. Um, it's only been three game weeks. Imagine what it'd be like after thirty eight. Well, we'll can't find, do those maths. We'll find out, won't we? Um, so if you do want to join the league. The code to join our FPL league is all lowercase H-A-D-U-O-W. We will give you that at the end again. And the sky pin, which again we'll give you uh, later on, 973-6956. We'll mention it a couple of times to give you a chance to, to join later on. But if you have got more than 260 points... Don't join the league, all right? Because I'm in fifth place. But don't want any Johnny come late. I reckon def- there's definitely going to be a free football shirt for the winner. At least that. Wow, okay, nice. At least that. A free football shirt. Tom's, Tom's had four gigs over the weekend. He's yeah. in the I'm, money again. I'm feeling, I'm feeling flush. <laughs> I've got my life back. At the moment, I'm, I almost purchased a Simicast shirt, which I was going to give to the winner. <laughs> we'll see if more, there's more of a cult hero develops through the season. Yeah. I'm not sure there will be. That would be nice. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you may well know that there are a few different ways of getting in touch with us. Of course, we're on Twitter at FFFaceOffPod, uh, and we're on email at FFFaceOffPod at gmail.com. And to much delight from both myself and Tom, this week we've had an email listener. I mean, an email from a listener. We'll keep that in. Why not? Uh, we've had an email from a listener, Tom. We have. And I, I played it a lot more cool than you, who you immediately did. went onto our group chat and said, we've had an email. Because <laughs> we have had a genuine email from a real person, uh, a lady called Julia Richardson. She said, hi, Tom and Fitz. Please feel free to slate my team. I'm currently languishing at home with COVID and my team is currently languishing at the bottom of the fantasy football face-off league. So a lot of languishing for Julia. And what she wants is for me to abuse her choice 
choices in a fantasy game. She's a United supporter and won't have any Liverpool players in her team, hence the team name The Unsullied. I've played at this for years. <laughs> I love that. And always done okay in the past. Yeah, of course you love that because you're, you're a United fan, but poor old Julia is bottom of our league. Well, it's good news for you, Julia. You have now risen up the ranks to 103rd. Partly down, um, in, in no small part actually, to a previous Slate Your Team participant, Paul Proctor, who has had an, an unreasonably bad uh, wild card. He's wild carded and he's still oh second bottom in our league. It's, he, he was almost the subject of Slate Your Team this week again because of how bad it was. But uh, due, since Julia has actually taken time to email us, I thought, have a look at Julia's team. Right, so the Unsullied. So this is the team that has no Liverpool players. And even if it did, it would still be a fairly awful team, Julia. (laughs) I mean, this team is sullied by a lot of terrible footballers. Some good ones as well, but you seem to have an art of of just picking brilliant footballers who are on terrible form. So your defence, the returns in its defence are are absolutely appalling. So between the three defenders you're playing, you've managed to get four points. Now, considering they'd get two points if they just started and finished a game and and, and they could concede a goal. If they just didn't do anything wrong, they should at least get six points between them. But they've ended on four points between the three of them. I mean, you've got my boy Dunk in there. And I, and I feel your pain on that one. Slam dunk defunct. Slam dunk defunct from last week, David Rowe. Uh, Matt Target. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased you put Matt Target in your starting eleven, considering that the fact he's still having Vietnam post-traumatic stress disorder nightmares from playing against Ishmael Assar. And you, and on the bench, you've got John Stones and Aaron Wambasaka. And Bukayo Saka, free, outstanding. You spent most of your money on the bench players, which seems to be a common theme with our Slate Your Team entrance. <laughs> so well done to you there. Wamba Saka had eight points on his own. He outs- he doubled the score of all of your defenders, Julia. So that serves you right for not having him in the team. Martinez, he has got a red flag now. So you spent five and a half million on a goalkeeper who can no longer play. But you also spent four and a half million on Sanchez. So I don't know why you needed so many goalkeepers in your squad. I suppose that it is handy when you've got such a terrible defence. It's a shame you can't play two goalkeepers behind them, to be honest, Julia. Uh, in your midfield, you've got Stuart Dallas, who I think we can all agree has really found his form of last season. Um, he's he's racked up another two points for you this week. Good old Stuart. He's nothing if not consistent, is Stuart Dallas. So well done to him. Uh, a brilliant captain choice again from you, Julia, with Fernandez, who has improved on last week's efforts of getting you two points. And this week, he's got you four points in total. So well done. I'm glad you're not unsullied by a Liverpool strike. Um, you've got Ben Rama. I don't know. I mean, you must have brought Ben Rama in because I know you've had you've had Ben Rama from the start, and you've still been this bad because you've got Ben Rama without Antonio. Who's done that? You apparently, Julia. That's fine. Uh, you've got some good players here, Julia. I don't know what's. I don't know how you're doing so badly. You've got Mason Greenwood. He's he's got you eight points, and then you've got a, con- a combined. 12 points from your strike force. You've brought in Lukaku this this game week. You couldn't resist bringing in Lukaku to stick the vice-captain armband on him. Um, I, I don't know why you've done that, Julia. It <laughs> hasn't worked out for you. Tony has at least got you a goal. And, of course, we've already discussed Ings's basic assist. Um, actually, Julia, I quite like this team. I... If I could, I'd write to FPL and I'd ask them to give you a few more points because I don't think it's as bad as you've made it look. There's some good choices there. You spent too much money on the bench. This isn't a Paul Proctor. This is rescuable. 
Julia, you could save this, all right? I know you're on on your. I, I keep saying people with COVID are on their deathbed. Let's let's not say that again <laughs> this week. You you will recover from COVID. You will rise from your deathbed. You will. Lukaku is a good option. I I've, <laughs> I still think that there's a future for you and your team, Julia. All right. So thank you for joining our league. I hope you stay with us to the end of the season. Don't worry. This 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 is okay. You can make it. <laughs> and make it indeed Julia and thank you so much for getting in touch uh, don't forget listen if you do want to uh, get in touch and have us slate your team how can people do that Tom I, I don't know Fitz I, I think they go on Twitter it's at FFFaceOffPod on Twitter correct and they can email us on FFFaceOffPod at gmail.com okay and remember I'm not the admin guy alright you're, you're the one the who sets guy. up the microphones does all the emails that kind of thing you're the one who tells us when we get the one email a week <laughs> I am indeed so do make sure I've got something to tell Tom after the international break hopefully we can have two emails uh, and, I'm, and, and I've, as well I'm, I apologise for that slate your team I, I'm, I was too nice to you then Julia I was just so excited this week that we've managed to actually start recording. Um, I'm getting more annoyed with Fitz now because his Mac has just beat to us. Um, but he has got the mic set up. I'm, I'm buzzing. So I don't want to upset you, Julia. I think you're doing really well. All right. I don't want that to sound patronising, but I'm going to come back meaner than ever next week. <laughs> and uh, interestingly, bottom of our league is my former housemate, Pete Gilbert, um, who is living in China and seems to think that that's an excuse for terrible FPL performance. But it is slightly so, an excuse for it because he's in on a different time zone, whereas yeah. Paul Proctor wild carded <laughs> after he had a slate your team from us. And he has got worse. He is 105th. <laughs> Out of 107 teams, he's joint 105th. And yeah, he got 27 points this week. Paul, what are you doing? Have you ever watched football before, Paul? You've got Kane and Lukaku out front. That, I mean, they are good players, but you've chose, you've just, you're just not very good at this game, Paul. Anyway, this isn't your moment, Paul. And Paul does enjoy being abused too much. I, I think he's well carded to make this team as bad as he possibly could. But this isn't your week. This isn't your week, Paul. Stop trying to make terrible teams. We know you'll be back. Uh, right, so let's move on to Sky Fantasy Football. And how was your fantasy football week in Sky then, Tom? I had a great week in Sky. I'm back on top fits because I brought in Sonny after the Liverpool game last week and, mm. and then he only got two points in the Wolves match. So it felt like a bad decision. And then because I captained him in FPL, I thought, right, I'm going to go all out. I captained him in my first and second team in Sky and he got me a 24-point haul. Nice. And it's pushed me up the ranks. I'm now ranked 880. I've got 85 points this week. So I'm going into overhaul in the top 1K. And I, I've almost felt like I was out of it already because so many great players have had great starts. But now I feel like I'm in amongst it again. So great week. That's really good. Yeah, Son was was a, a great shout for you there. I have got I've got seventy five points and I'm ranked one thousand one hundred twenty one. So you've overtaken me in Sky. So you've top one percent got... in Sky and FPL. If you honestly get your questions in, guys, because <laughs> I didn't realise, but I'm one of the best fantasy football players in the world. Um, uh, not not just I'm not. That's just not just. Who, not hubris. What's the word for very cocky? I mean, you are just being very cocky. So. No, I, I, this is statistical analysis. I mean, you can, you can get your XG. What's my XG for fantasy football? My XP for fantasy football is bloody high. That's all I know. <laughs> Triple figures every week. So yeah, top 1K for Sky and FPL. Ahead of you in both leaderboards. I've just found out that Serge Aurier has had his contract terminated. They couldn't find anyone to sign him. So they just said, just just go. Get, just get a job at a bar. Go and work somewhere where you can't cause any damage to anything. Um, so I'm just high on life at the moment. And Julia, that team was brilliant you sent us. I loved it. All right. 
Matt Target is a good man, and I'm glad you've got him. That's probably given him a little lift, seeing that he's in your fantasy team, Julia, that he's got a 0.1% ownership now. So, yeah, well done to you. There's no need to have anyone's team slated this week, because I'm here in the top 1%. I'm sorry, Fitz, though. You've also had a great start to your Sky career, to be basically top 1K. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at it now. I can't work out who I captained for the second game, so I would have assumed it had been Son, but it doesn't look as though I have a captain which maybe means I made an error and no what's happened Fitz is you don't understand Sky Fantasy Football what will happen is you select a captain and then mm. occasionally Sky will just say I'm going to take that captain <laughs> off for you just as to make the game a little bit harder every now and again they just remove your captains maybe yeah. they'll put it onto someone else maybe they'll put it onto no one well, that's very um, much what it looks like has happened because I've only got one captain hall um, yeah. which was Antonio um, so yeah, that's something for me to look into. Nice, nice little bit of fun. But you just have to constantly check your captain. You can change <laughs> at any point. There'll probably be a banner at the top of your page saying we're we're sorry, we've just taken your captain off by mistake. Good. It's their weekly apology from Sky. Excellent. Well, I I am really excited to creating a, a brand new team on Overhaul and then just popping onto my app to see. Oh yeah, sorry, we've we've just reverted to your uh, team with Martinez and Wendia. Yeah, red it, flagged. Not I mean, playing. It's definitely an option. You have to look before, before the game starts several times to make sure it's still there and everyone is captain that you want to captain. But seems, um, as, seems really user friendly. This, uh, as as we've discussed before, so. it's challenging. It's the sky app. Um, but as I've said, as I've said from the start, this first three weeks, it's been quite dull on Sky. It's been about just staying with the pack. Mm. Everyone's had very similar choices. You, no one really wanted to risk captaining someone differential. I did with Son this week because I felt like I was chasing a little bit and he felt like a sort of a safe risk. And because I'm a Spurs fan and, and Tottenham were playing on the Sunday and I had him in FPL, I just wanted it to be, I just felt it'd be a little nice way to end the weekend if he had had a point haul and he did luckily. So yeah, I think now we're both really up there in the mix and it's now time to focus on the overhaul which is really going to separate the teams so i think very much uh, next week's pod is going to be where we have a little chat about the kind of overhaul and game week four onwards i suppose um but have you got any thoughts at this early stage about what you're going to do i haven't even looked at it to be honest fitz mm. because it's it's going to take so much planning you need to look at all the game days mm. who which captains you're going to need for those specific game days you're not going to be able to get all the players you want we've got Lukaku Ronaldo yeah. Kane yeah. like the Salah's a forward in this game Mane's yeah. a forward in this game it's going to be a lot harder to, to work out who you're going to keep and when you're going to make those transfers I think a lot of people a lot of the uh, engaged players are going to make one transfer at most at this point so yeah, it's going to take a lot of planning. But by the time we record next week, I'll have my spreadsheet up to date. I'll have my picks in place, hopefully. Well, I, I realised something interesting, and it was when I was listening to um, uh, possibly the Green Arrow pod. I can't remember which one it was. But in Sky, obviously, you get 38 transfers or 40 over the whole season. It's 40 for For, the season, 40, excluding the overhauls. And I was like, oh, blimey, that feels really kind of restrictive. But actually, in FPL, you get one a week two if you don't do it so you get 38 yeah so actually it's just weirdly how it's weird how it's kind of positioned i suppose the the difference with the fpl is that you can wild card when you like whereas with the overhaul obviously and also you can take a hit you can take a hit in fpl so you can always take a hit yeah like with sky you just see those those transfer that transfer and the count just dwindling yeah and when you're listening to other people talk you think i'm ranked ahead of them but i know Mm. they've got another 10 transfers to, to catch me up and what you'll find as well, like you're, we're both around 1K at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of players ahead of us who have already made 
five, six transfers, even yeah. in three game weeks. Yeah. So a lot of them have got a false position at the moment. So you're probably okay. doing even better than you think. Well, that's very encouraging. That's good to know. Nice. So mini leagues, Tom. Yes, that's mini leagues. So it, number one spot in our mini league, it is Kian, Sean McKenna. Kian McKenna. <laughs> Kian McKenna, the Sky Kangaroo, number one. Sky Kangaroo bouncing up to first place. It, number two, it's Rory Walker. Say what you see, if you see it. Say it. He's in second place, Rory Walker. And in third, it's Dan Sherwood. The, the, the Sherwood of Nottingham? No, I don't know what the Sherwood... No, that doesn't work. Tim Sherwood, third place, gold striving. Fourth place, Paul Willis. Can't touch this too. That sounds like his second team. He should be disqualified. Fifth place, Jack Ladbrook. Gilfie, six offenders. Hmm, bit, bit crude, that one, Jack. But he's in fifth place. He's in first place in our in our FPL league as well. So Jack Ladbrook, he's a player. Yeah. Sixth and seventh is, is Mark Brown. Uh, he's got two teams in the sixth and seventh. And in eighth place, Tom Glover, fantasy footy face-off. That's the top eight. We're always going to do the top eight for Sky. That's what I've decided. <laughs> That's good to know. So, yes, I mean, there's a couple of really big jumps there. Cool, um, sorry, in fourth, Paul Willis, can't touch this too, has jumped 22 places. He's obviously had a really good week. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, there's a long way to go, obviously. And um, obviously, Jack Labrook is... Uh, as you say, it's really interesting to see that he's very close to the top in, in both. So. It's nice for me to have someone to compete with. So I've got Jack in <laughs> FPO and Sky. Because it is. Because the podcast was getting a bit boring, yeah. to be honest. Well, quite, yeah, of um, course. It's for the listener, yeah. as well as the presenters. It's like, my, <laughs> it's like my career as a Man United fan, you know. My whole life, it's just winning, winning, winning. So and, Until you reach your adulthood and then you, when it, you felt real pain. Exactly it's never right. ended ever since. Absolutely. So now it's time for another one of my favourite features. I think it's time to hear from our mate Jack. Now, what have all been up to? The Jack Grealish Diaries. Dear Diary, another great win for us this week, beating Arsenal 5-0. Pep said they would be a tough opposition, as apparently Arteta was his apprentice. That was news to me. They must have done a Spanish version of the show. I googled it and it has always been Alan Sugar on our one. <laughs> Pep said he taught Mikel Arteta everything he knows. I'm guessing that doesn't extend to his hair care routine, otherwise his hairline would be receding quicker than Mourinho team who are 1-0 up. <laughs> After the game, some players jetted off for international duty. It amazes me the players are willing to travel to red list countries and run the risk of catching COVID. How irresponsible. I decided to stay local and attended Leeds Festival <laughs> with 100,000 unvaccinated teenagers who hadn't had a wash for three days. <laughs> the trouble with festivals is they can get very muddy and I struggle to stay on my feet at the best of times. The last time I went to Leeds Festival, it rained all weekend and people were sliding about all over the place like Granite Shacker trying to make a routine tackle. <laughs> the closest we got to rain this year was Stormzy. It didn't actually <laughs> rain, you understand, but you sometimes have a storm when it rains. <laughs> Stormzy has invited me to the festival and let me go on stage with him. It was amazing. Even better when I found out that on the same weekend, James Madison has appeared on stage at a tribute band festival in Leicester with Blobby Williams, the UK's fattest Robbie Williams tribute act. Stormzy even said I could be in his next single if I learned to MC. I've never played as an MC before, but Pep has promised to move me into a deeper lying role, so hopefully if I can put in some decent performances, I'll owe myself a call-up for Stormzy's next album. Lighters! <laughs> Very nice. There we go. 
thank you, Jack, once again. <laughs> Obviously busy at a festival. He probably didn't have very good 4G, so it's, yeah. it's nice of him to send that over in time for our recording. We really appreciate it, Jack, yeah. And um, interesting that uh, you, you looked very smug on, on one occasion. I think you approved of some of the uh, some of the jokes within there or content within there. He, he makes me laugh. He does, as, yeah. as Jack. I've got a similar <laughs> sense of humour, I think. <laughs> Uh, brilliant well great to hear from Jack and uh, yeah we look forward to hearing from him next week of course so um, as we get towards the end of the show um, we're going to have a a little look towards uh, the obviously upcoming game week game week four how's your teams looking Tom what are your what are your thoughts well a lot of people are pulling out the wild card I think the Ronaldo noise is Mm. making people just want to rip up their teams I I bet you're getting Ronaldo in aren't you no, well, I'm, I'm not saying no, but I haven't got him yet. It's not, so if you, I don't if know. You, if you met Ronaldo if yeah. he, and you saw him and you said, oh, I'm your biggest <laughs> fan, I love United. I was so happy when he came back and I just wanted to hear all the podcasts about it. And he'd say, oh, Fitz, Fitz, oh, have you got me in your team? Am I going to be your captain for game week four? What would you say to him? Um, if he was here. Yeah, he is no. here. He's outside. <laughs> He's outside. Yeah. Nice. Hi Ronaldo, um, I, I I do I do think he's a great option, and you know I if he was here I would put him in my team and I would make him sign my face, um, but yeah I think I don't know it's a relatively easy move for me to make I can downgrade Bruno and upgrade Ings and I think I can do it. Uh, with obviously without any transfers I don't know I'm just kind of you don't like him you don't rate him <laughs> as a player you're more of a messy man is that what you're saying definitely not no um, I do admire Ronaldo for coming back to the Premier League whereas Messi's gone to the, the Farmers League to, to wind down his days yeah, but, but, what, but why haven't you chosen why won't you put him in your team so it's What's... not that I won't do it it's just that I'm I'm not sure whether it's whether he's still got it at his age no no I think he's still got it I just I just don't know if it's urgent so um it it may well be by the time we get to it that actually it's it's a no-brainer because if he plays well and in the international break you know at home at Old Trafford he's sure to start and actually thinking about it you know I've got Greenwood there as well could potentially look at an upgrade there and he probably will go into my team. <laughs> of course he will. This is me. The mind games. The mind games are working. Uh, they are, yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, he's going to be in my team at some point, but just whether I risk it for the first game, I don't know. I'm really interested to see how Bruno and Ronaldo play together. Obviously, you've got penalties. You've got um, free kicks. One would assume that Ronaldo would want to take them. Uh, and so that, that makes it interesting. Obviously, if that is the case, then... Do you keep Bruno? You're not really going to have Bruno and Ronaldo in the same team, I wouldn't have thought. So, yeah, we'll see. Lots to think about. But at the moment, um, and probably not until I wild card. Yeah, so you're not thinking about the wild card? I'm not going to wild card yet. No, no. no. My my plan is to try and hold off as long as I can, to be honest. Maybe the, the rough plan is kind of game week seven onwards. There's a couple of teams who've got decent fixture swings. Chelsea have got a really nice run from game week seven. So that's what I'm thinking. And unless at the moment I look at my team and there's not massive fires to put out, you know, there's tweaks that I'd like to make, but I'm in a, a good position in that I haven't got any injuries, touch wood. Yeah, I mean, my team's in similar position. There's no one like who has to come out really, mm-hmm. and apart from bench players. But when you're looking at so many people wildcard and you're seeing their wildcard teams, you're thinking that at the moment that is a better team than I've got on paper. Mm. But um, yeah, at the moment that is a better team than on paper. 
But I don't think I need to wildcard. I don't want to wildcard because I think later on that in the season, there's going to be better opportunities to do it. I Initially, when I saw the Ronaldo news, I thought I want him in my team because he just gets goals. I think he's going to be on penalties and free kicks. I can't see him letting anyone else take them. But actually, when I looked at it, I'm not sure he's going to play straight away in that Newcastle game. I can imagine him coming on to like a hero's welcome in the 70th minute. Mm-hmm. He may take a week or two to sort of click with the team or get up to speed. And Lukaku is now playing a depleted Aston Villa team, an Aston Villa team that's not going to have Martinez. They're not going to have Ezra Konsa. They might not have Tyro Mings. Mm. And they've got Matt Target, who's still shaken <laughs> from the opening game week of the season. So yeah, yeah. I think that is the safer captain choice. And if I'm captaining um, Lukaku in that game, Salah is my captain for the next two games. And then we're one game away from Chelsea's great run. So yeah. I've already got, I've gone early and I've bought in You've Lukaku. Gone I've gone early. Have you? Because I, I was getting stressed with the price changes. Because as I said, wow. I was looking at Damari Gray and he went up overnight. Okay. Ings, his price is dropping tonight. We're recording on the Tuesday. Um, Fernandez's price is dropping tonight. It's wow. not going to affect us straight away because they'd already had a 0.1 increase. Yeah. But I think their price is going to keep dropping through the international break. Interesting. Uh, Lukaku's price is going up. And um, I bought in Jota. So I bought in Jota and Lukaku because Firmino has had a hamstring injury. We're not sure how bad it is yet, but a hamstring injury is always fairly bad. So I've gone Jota. I've got Jota and Salah doubled up and I've got Lukaku. That's very interesting. So the early kind of, I mean, obviously fair play, fortune favours the brave, but before they play two or three games international, oof, I'd be... Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit hesitant and appreciate obviously chasing the price rise, very wise. But what happens if both Jota and um I don't know if Jota will will play actually, but certainly Lukaku, you know, if he gets injured then oof, is... Yeah, and it's it's a risk I'm willing to take this. I mean yeah. if I have to, I've still got I could hit that wild card. Yeah, yeah. And then it's I can change it all up anyway, or I could take a minus four hit. But the reason I went now is because mm. I've made those two changes and I'm left with a million in the bank, yeah, which yeah. means that if Lukaku needs to come out for Kane or for Ronaldo, yeah, I've yeah. got that million there to upgrade him. Clever. And Clever. if he his price is going to rise tonight. So if I'd have done it tomorrow, I'd have 0.9 in the bank and then I've got two transfers to make. Yeah, yeah. So I've gone early. Yes, they could get an injury. Nice. But I'm just planning that they don't. Yeah, why not? Why not? Excellent. Well, um, yeah, I like that. Um, in terms of my kind of thinking, nothing major at the moment. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at possibly downgrading um bruno um i'm i may kind of get embroiled on the ronaldo hype but as i say um my midfield thoughts are possibly ferran torres again i don't mind too much if if he ends up playing on the bench but certainly they've got a couple of decent fixtures coming up and yeah i'd I'd like to try and keep my wild card for as long as i can but yeah fair play I, i admire the aggression good because there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to look different after this international yeah. break some people going into Ronaldo some people going into Kane some people into Lukaku you mm. can't have everyone Bruno could come out of this international game week having lost a lot of his ownership and then go and bang in two three goals against yeah. Newcastle is very much a possibility I think there's a lot of now that we've got Lukaku and Ronaldo and obviously Kane back I think there could be some real changes to the dynamics you know I think a lot of people will probably try and squeeze all of those in the dynamic of the game is going to be shifting somewhat for teams um, obviously we've we've got Ronaldo added we've got Lukaku added Kane is back you know there are lots of people who will probably have those three 
players. I don't think you can have those three players. I, I, it's, it's possible, but I agree. You you obviously couldn't have Salah um, or Trent if you if you went for that. But it is possible to have those team. You think about all the very kind yeah. of like budget mid mid uh, mid price options. So you could have that, and I'm sure some people will. Proctor probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. I'm just going to try and kind of take it a little bit easy, wait and see. The prices are something to obviously bear in mind, but equally I think, you know, as long as I as long as I don't get screwed by them, um, then I should be all right. <laughs> that's not that's not the attitude to have. You can't say as long as I don't get screwed, <laughs> as long as the prices don't change at any point, which they will. So then I, I, I'll be fine. I, I suppose what I mean is that, you know, as long as I I, I kind of have a rough plan of when I want a wild card and I've got a little bit of money in the bank as well. So I'm I'm not beholden to the prices too much. I've I've still got options, you know. I as a last resort, I I've got no problems with downgrading Trent. Trent hasn't like started the season as well as perhaps I thought he would. Um obviously I know they've kind of played Chelsea and uh, I just they've not kept clean sheets he's not been the attacking force that he was so there's nothing to stop me downgrading even perhaps to Reguilon and getting nearly two million from that so there's there's lots of options I'm, I'm not too worried yet yeah and it's, it's very much a, a good approach to, mm. to wait and see what happens yeah there, there can and will be injuries in the international break mm. things will change we, we get game news before the deadline we're, we're here that Ronaldo's playing or not I'm sure but yeah. I just wanted to back again back my decisions I that's the team that I want I want yeah. I'm probably going to captain Lukaku six or seven times in the next 10 game weeks so nice. I'm going to get him in he's a million cheaper than Ronaldo and Kane yeah, yeah. So for me, he's just the best option. He's the focal point of that attack. He's going to get main goal scorer. Before, um, yeah, before Ronaldo joined, um, he was he still is on my radar. Hundred percent. Think that he would definitely be joining my team at some point soon. Uh, I know that uh, was it. Mark um, Southern who took out Torres and put in Lukaku this week, and then did the match of the day challenge. Have I got the names right for that? Yes, FPL Black Box. Mark, FPL Black Box. Mark yeah. and Az on FPL Black Box. I watched Match of the Day alongside them. It's yeah. nice because I I often watch Match of the Day on my own because my partner's not interested. My kids are too young. Yeah. So it's nice to have them alongside me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So he he had a, a, a shocker, unfortunately, and um, obviously that was uh, a tricky one to to watch. I'm sure. But yeah, Sertaku is 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 on the radar. We shall see. One thing I'm particularly gutted about is. Me and my brother, my brother's a Newcastle fan and we have a tradition of every year going up to either Newcastle for the game or to Manchester for the game. And uh, we haven't got tickets this week because I've got a gig. Um, and otherwise we would have tickets to the game uh, for to Ronaldo's see Ronaldo's debut. Homecoming. Again, another reason why you're not really a Ronaldo fan, are you? <laughs> okay, so almost at the end of the show, we've not got a more than Mo this week. Uh, we will review that in our next podcast but again I backed Harvey Barnes and he's let me down again luckily I haven't had him in my FPL team I did have him in my Sky team Um, yeah and I looked at what would happen if I had Yuri Tillemans and it it did break my heart a little bit but um, we'll look at that in the next podcast so we've got the shout out to go um, and a bit of correspondence and then we're going to end with our Sean Dyche poem so a shout out this week it's got to be for the Sky Boys the Sky Free for One podcast boys if you're planning your overhaul it's it's the best place to go to Sky Free for One podcast 
podcast hosted by Andrew Ferguson, who does the Green Arrow podcast for FPL. And he has uh, Paul McNulty alongside him, who's an experienced Sky player. Ian Parrin, who is a brilliant planner of the Sky fixture list and when we're going to get these three-for-one opportunities and four-for-one and four-for-two opportunities. Dan Cox, a previous winner of the Sky game. So it's a go-to podcast if you want to hear the, the stats about the overhaul. It's the podcast that got me into Sky um so yeah that's a shout out for those boys they're fantastic they don't again that's that, that podcast does not need us to shout them out but the reason we do that on this show is just a way of celebrating the community and the great content that is out there i having having listened to a few of those um episodes myself obviously are very new to, to sky uh it is fascinating to hear the insights of people who have you know in some cases i th- think some of those dan cox, dan cox won it previous before winner, yeah. yeah yeah um and yeah so i think it's uh, I, well, I echo I echo your views. I really like it. Yeah, and it's obviously worked out well for you because you're like four points behind me and nearly top 1K and that's higher than I've ever been in Sky pretty much. So, nice. so well done to you. And we have had correspondence this week. We've been in, we've, we're slowly building a little bit of a following, I think, Fitz. We've had a message from the Mexican bookie on Twitter. He, he messaged in the week to say that he's enjoying the show and he has come back with a question this week. He says, what are your guys' thoughts on which premium players to get, especially now we have the international break to think about it Lukaku Ronaldo Salah Kane is Bruno surplus to requirements now keep up the great work very kind thanks Thank for getting you. in touch Thank Mexican, you, Mexican bookie. Bookie. yeah we appreciate that um yeah I think you know I think we've kind of touched on it but certainly Ronaldo and uh, Lukaku are definitely well on my radar certainly my watch list um you've obviously jumped in for Lukaku and I think that that shows how how well you think he'll do so yeah i think salah there for both of us i'd Mm. imagine uh he's got a couple of great games after they play well even leeds is a great game because leeds are going to go all out and he could easily get a couple of goals there so salah's a definite for me and then it was a toss-up between lukaku and ronaldo 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 (laughs) lukaku and ronaldo (laughs) lukaku and ronaldo and lukaku for me just has the better run of fixtures overall and is more cemented in that team and i know what his role is going to be and kane will come in later on i'm sure I agree. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for getting in touch, Mexican Pookie. Legend. Okay, and to finish the show, we have had another email this week from our favourite fantasy Premier League manager, our favourite real Premier League manager. (laughs) It is is Sean Dyche, the gravel voice Sean Dyche, who has reached out again with another one of his lovely poems to sum up the game week. So I'm going to hand you over to Sean. Thanks. So game week three is over and the international break is here once more. Thank God our players are all too shy to want this game week four. Don't laugh at your own poem, Sean, all right? <laughs> With transfer window now slammed shut, we can get back to set-piece training. Nothing better than defensive headers and lumping it when it's raining. A fancy step over is all well and good, but not if you can't clear your lines. If you try to run our club, you'll be bankrupted by fines. The transfer market's just another way to divide the bottom from top. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. It's never going to stop. But, but we refuse to spend the millions that are turning football into a farce. Give us Aaron Lennon on a free inch of Ronaldo up your ass. There we go. Yes, you don't need to laugh so much here, Sean. It's a serious poem that, that Sean has written about the game week. And he hasn't written poetry before. And if you laugh at him, he's... He may you thank may you, upset him. Thank you so much, Sean. Um, we, we love your poem. Uh, we love your work. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, and well done um, against Lees and well done for captaining, triple captaining Chris Wood. Yes, well done. Absolutely. The I'm sorry Fitz is laughing at your, <laughs> your creative talents. Don't let it put you off. Doing more. 
No, please do get in touch again. Thank you very much. Um, cool. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Football Face Off with me, Fitz. And me, Tom Glover. You can follow us on Twitter at FFFaceOffPod or email us on FFFaceOffPod at gmail.com. The show is produced by Glenn Schmidt with music by Podcast Nick. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave us a five-star review and spread the word. Good luck in your game week and most importantly, have a bit of fun because that's what it's all about. 